Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is set to communicate and celebrate the real life narrative of running a business. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's not much I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know that running a business and being self-employed can sometimes be a pretty lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be getting honest about my experience of failing to launch an online course, sharing why it was a total wrong fit for my business and what I've learned since. So if you're ready to be reminded that six-figure launches aren't as easy as a few Facebook ads and a sales funnel and find out why my biggest failure is something I'm really grateful for, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 32. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I hope you're having a great week. I hope your Wednesday's going great. Um, I quite like a Wednesday. I find for me, Monday and Tuesdays are always really busy. So Wednesday is a nice kind of marker in the middle where I take things a little bit slower and just have a little break in the middle of the week. But however your week's been, however this episode finds you, I hope you're feeling great. Um, That was really cheesy, wasn't it? (laughs) I hope you're feeling great. I hope this episode finds you well. Anyway, um, if you are following me over on Instagram, you'll have seen that earlier this week I shared my approach to planning content. Um, And if you saw that, you'll know that unlike some people who are kind of marketing quote unquote experts, um, I don't plan my content months in advance. I don't have a six month batch of content already ready to go. I don't really do anything more than about a week in advance. And one of the real reasons that I do that is that it allows me to create content which is very reactive and create content which responds to both the needs of what my audience is saying, but also to what else is going on in the kind of industries that I'm in. And I'm saying this because today's episode is almost up as a response to another podcast episode that I listened to on Monday. Today's topic is something that I've had in my little bank of ideas for quite a while. What I do each week when I think about the podcast and the email and my Instagram is look at my bank of ideas, think about my focus for that week and figure out what I want to talk about and I kind of look at my ideas list and take out of that. And today's topic is something that's been in that bank of ideas for quite a while but it's never really felt like the right time to share it. But after listening to a podcast episode on Monday all about this topic, I thought, amazing, I'm going to bring this episode out today, almost bring it as a bit of response to that other podcast episode and share it with you all. Now, the podcast episode that this was inspired by is one that I'm sure you know called Letters from a Hopeful Creative, hosted by the wonderful Sarah Tasker and Jen Carrington. Um, If you've not listened to their podcast before, firstly, you should. And secondly, what it is, is they sit down each week and they read out a letter from a creative or a business owner or an entrepreneur, and they kind of unpack a question or an issue that that person has, and they bring their kind of experience and expertise and wisdom on that topic. Now, the reason that today's episode, all about my failing online course, is coming out today is because the letter that they read out on Monday this week was from an entrepreneur who had launched an online course and didn't feel like it was as quote-unquote successful as they'd expected it to be. Now, let me tell you, that episode resonated with me so much. I literally found myself nodding through the whole way. Um, So much of what that letter writer was experiencing, so much of what Jen and Sarah Sarah shared, I just felt was so, so relevant and so similar to the story that I'm gonna tell you today. Um, So I really would encourage you off the back of this episode that you're listening to, to go and have a listen to that. 
It's called Letters from Hope for Creative. Um, listen to the most recent episode, unless you're listening to this in the future, and then find the one which is about launching an online course because they shared some really, really great wisdom on the topic, which I'm not gonna repeat on here because instead I'm gonna share a bit more about my experience of what that letter writer was talking about. And I guess delve a bit into more what I learned from that experience and why to me it's not a failure, but something that actually became really pivotal in my business. So to give you a bit of context to at what point I was in my business when I launched and subsequently failed to launch an online course, um, it was the back end of last year and I had just taken six months off of work because I had got burnt out at the end of 2016 and I'd been diagnosed with depression and taken six months out of my business to kind of get myself better mentally and then rebuild my business from the ground up. So it was September 2017 and I was thinking, okay, I know that I want to get back into my business. I'd previously been working as a social media manager. I knew that I loved communications. I loved telling a story, but doing it for other people just wasn't working out for me. It wasn't a good way of working. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go into education. Instead of doing it for people, I'm going to teach people how to do it themselves. And I was like, brilliant. This is the best idea ever. This is going to work for me. This is going to work for other people. Fantastic. And the thing that made me then think that the answer to that business idea was an online course is that all of the training that I was receiving, all of the content that I was consuming, the podcast episodes I was listening to, the people I was following online were American entrepreneurs. Now, this is in no way anything against Americans. My boyfriend is American, which I know is not proof that I don't dislike Americans, but all I'm saying is the industry of online courses and the way that online courses are used and kind of treated in America is a very, very different to here in the UK. Obviously at the time, this was not something that I realized. I made the direct assumption that because other people in America were building businesses solely based around online courses, they were, for example, making six figures, they were making millions of dollars, and it was a really, really big business model, which is still very big in the US. And at the time I thought, brilliant, all these people are doing this, they're making so much money, they're doing six figure launches, they're just creating a course, they're selling it, they're doing a funnel, they're doing all these things and it's making them all this money. So obviously little naive me thought, brilliant, that's my plan, I'm gonna make an online course. Now, to give you a bit of context, at this point in my business, I had little to no email list, I think I had maybe 50 people signed up because I had just sent out a couple of emails, not that they were probably very good. Um, I had a totally irrelevant and fairly non-existent community online. I hadn't ever really used social media for my business, which is ironic because it's what I was doing for other people. But pretty much all of my clients and my quote unquote success in that first year of business had all been through word of mouth. So I'd never really stopped to think about getting an audience online. Um, so when I then thought about launching this online course, I really wasn't set up at all with anyone who was actually going to be interested in the course, let alone buy it. Um, and like I said, I also had no understanding of the UK course industry. So I didn't have an audience. I didn't have an email list. I didn't really have any clients that I'd currently done kind of coaching and education with. The one thing I did have, which I'm grateful was the one thing I did have, was an expertise on that subject. I had worked for 12 months previously as a social media manager. I'd done it very successfully in my opinion. Um, I knew my stuff about telling a story and kind of utilizing digital marketing. And just to tell you, this online course was called The Fundamentals. And it was all about the fundamentals of an effective digital marketing strategy. So it was gonna cover everything from social media to email marketing, to blogging, SEO, branding, all those different things. So it was basically all about teaching people the 
fundamental stuff when it comes to using digital marketing for their businesses. So thankfully, the one thing I did have was an understanding of that topic and I was very confident that I knew my stuff and that what I knew actually worked, but I pretty much didn't have anything else. It would be summed up in the sentence of, I knew the content, I definitely didn't understand the context. So although what I was teaching, I knew people would find value in, didn't really stop to think how they would want to learn that or how it would work best for them or even best for me as well. So what did I do? Well, I wrote this course, took me about two months. Um, I loved that Jen and Sarah, I think it was Sarah said in the Letters from a Hopeful Creative episode that writing a course is very much like writing a book. I think people sometimes underestimate quite how much content it takes to m make out kind of a really value adding course. Um, and although I didn't maybe design it in the best way, this course was definitely packed full of information. So it took me a good couple of months to get it written and kind of get the bulk of the information written down. Um, and then I decided when it was written and ready to go that it was time to market it. Again, at this point, still hadn't really thought about growing an Instagram account, hadn't really used my email list at all, hadn't thought about creating any valuable content. I just thought, brilliant. I've been back for about two months or so. I'm ready for my course, this is my time. So I spent about 500 pounds on Facebook adverts, which I know in the grand scheme of things isn't a huge amount of money, but for someone who had just taken six months off, couldn't even pay their tax bill for that year and wasn't spending money on anything else, 500 pounds was a very significant investment. Um, I did the classic kind of equation of Facebook adverts, a lead magnet, and then a sales funnel via email, um, which is very, very American. I know that. And again, I don't say that as an insult. I just say that because the industry of kind of marketing and selling online courses in America is very different to how it is there. And whilst that approach probably does work in America, it definitely didn't work for me. So I made my lead magnet, which if you don't know, is basically where you create a piece of content, which is used to get people's email addresses. And then once I had people's email addresses, I was sending them this series of emails, which was in my mind, gonna get them to a place of wanting to buy my course. I mean, I don't have to tell you very straight up. I'm sure you understand at this point, the course didn't sell. I very quickly concluded, I'm pretty sure I concluded before I even started marketing the course that it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> I think although I, one of the reasons that I didn't ever talk about it on social media or to people in my life was because I, yes, didn't really know that that was an important thing to do, but also I think I didn't do that because my heart wasn't really in it. Looking back, I know that I wasn't that passionate about it if I wasn't even talking about it online or talking about it to people around me. If you even take the example of the Insta story thing that I recently launched, I'm talking about that all the time. I'm talking about it on my Insta stories all the time. I'm talking about it with my clients, in my emails, I'm talking about it with my friends and family who don't even care. Why? Because it's a topic that I'm really excited about. It's a launch and it's a product that I genuinely feel really passionate about. And probably one of the reasons that I didn't really put my heart and soul into marketing this online course was because it didn't feel like the best fit for me and I wasn't actually passionate about it. So no surprise, it didn't sell anything. Nobody bought the course. In fact, I didn't even end up creating kind of a place for people to buy the course or upload it to Teachable or make the online videos because I literally just lost heart. I realized I didn't care about it. I let the email kind of funnel carry on as it was and surprise, surprise, all the people on that list weren't interested in buying it because they weren't engaged and they weren't relevant. And there's so many other reasons I could tell you as to why that launch failed. But I think the real reason it failed was because it wasn't the right fit for me and it definitely wasn't the right fit for the people that I was marketing it to. 
I did actually get a lot of inquiries off the back of the marketing that I did of that, which was obviously the Facebook marketing. But funny enough, every single inquiry I had wanted the content. They wanted to learn what I was teaching, but they wanted to learn it in a different way. What that said to me at the time was, okay, the stuff that's in this course, the expertise in it is good, or at least the idea is good. People want to know this stuff, but they don't want to learn it in the way that I've presented it to them. And actually that's one of the reasons that I don't see this course failure as a failure, because what it helped me to do is pivot my business to where it is now, where I now work in one-on-one -on -one education and coaching and have that more kind of direct, um, I guess, contact with my clients where I can make it a lot more personal to them and not just teach them through a screen. Um, so that was a really interesting thing actually, that although nothing sold, I did have a lot of inquiries, but actually those inquiries weren't actually for what I was selling. Um, so at the time I kind of brushed it off. I don't think I really ever sat down and thought, why didn't this work? What do I need to change to change it for the next time? I think I felt a bit of shame because I felt very naive and silly that I had believed this kind of myth that a six figure launch was as easy as for Facebook marketing, a lead magnet and a sales funnel. Um, so I didn't really talk about it and I didn't ever really sit down by myself to think about why it didn't work or perhaps plan how I was gonna ensure that I didn't fail in that way again. Um, looking back, I obviously did learn a lot from it, but they definitely weren't intentional learning curves. They were just kind of things that happened as a result. Now, I just wanna clarify here, this episode, me sharing this story, me telling you my experience, is not saying that online courses aren't something that work. Um, I have seen with a lot of my clients, online courses being a really, really important thing in their businesses. If you're thinking about starting an online course, I really, really suggest you go and listen to that episode by Jen and Sarah on Letters from a Hopeful Creative, because they went into a lot of detail about how actually courses can be a really great part of someone's business and how that can work well. Um, and you only even have to look at Sarah's business model to know that courses can work really well in the kind of ecosystem of a business. But for me personally, online courses just aren't a good fit. The thing that I really love about what I do and the thing that I really find is my USP and the thing that brings my clients to me is the one-on-one -on -one approach that I have. I find people choose coaching and choose to work with me because they want not just the expertise, but they want to understand how their expertise is relevant to them and almost get given space to work through those topics and work through that information. So online courses don't really fit for me and I still don't see them as anything that I want to do. Um, they don't really line up with my intentions and I don't really feel like they line up with my community and my audience either. I just know that whenever I ask people, you know, why did you choose to work with me or why do you follow me? The answer is never really about what I'm talking about, what I'm sharing, but the fact that it's from me. So clarify, that's not me saying woe is me, not woe is me, as in like, I'm not being arrogant about the fact that I am the kind of sole reason that people book me, but as someone who works one-on-one -on -one people, it is a big part of why they choose me. Um, they could learn it with so many other people, but I know that what makes my business quote unquote successful is the fact that I create space for people to do that work within themselves. And that just doesn't work within the context of an online course. Um, me teaching through a screen loses a lot of what my clients really love about what I do. So I thought I would share my three kind of big takeaways and conclusions from launching and failing to launch an online course. Um, hopefully so that you can see, I guess, what I've learned from it, so that you can maybe learn from my mistakes, or just so that I can feel like there was a bit of purpose in those 500 pounds worth of Facebook adverts and wasted time. Um, first conclusion, as I'm sure you can assume, is that I don't actually see it as a failure. Um, as I said, it became actually a really pivotal moment in my business because to me, it's what showed me that whilst what I was 
teaching was very valuable and actually I needed that reminder at the time. Um, the way I was teaching it and the way I was presenting it to people just wasn't a good fit for them. It was actually that failed online course that empowered me to have those thoughts with myself about teaching in a different way and actually led me to where I am now, which is working as a one-on-one -on -one coach and doing kind of in-person education and workshops. Um, so I'm kind of glad it failed. If it went really well, maybe I would still be stuck recording videos of myself and doing Facebook adverts and sales funnels, which I absolutely hate doing. So I'm actually quite grateful that it didn't work out because I definitely didn't love it. I didn't have my heart in it. And I definitely know that it wasn't something that I was ever really gonna work out that well. So I don't see it as a failure. I see it as a really pivotal moment in my business and a learning curve. The other thing it taught me, which I continue to remind myself of, is that if you're heading in the totally wrong direction, no amount of money or resources or time or hard work is gonna make it work out how you want it to. As I said, I threw 500 pounds worth of Facebook adverts, adverts at this and I initially intended to put 200 pounds at it, but I kept increasing that budget every single day that I wasn't getting the inquiries. I was hoping that people weren't buying the course because I just hoped that if I threw more money at it, more time at it, more resources at it, that it would work out. But if my business has taught me anything this year, it's that it is possible to be efficient with my resources. Um, I spend little to no money on Facebook adverts these days and little to no money on my marketing, but it's so much more effective. It makes me thousands of pounds um, and it's heading in the right direction. And that's the difference. The difference isn't how much money I'm spending or how much work I'm putting in. It's about which direction I'm actually heading in. It's kind of that theory, isn't it? That you can run as fast as you want, but if you're running on the spot or running in the wrong direction, then it's not actually gonna get you where you wanna go. Um, and I do draw on this a lot when I'm kind of in a headspace of feeling really frustrated at my business. I just have to remind myself, working till 11 p.m isn't necessarily gonna fix this problem. If this service, if this thing I'm trying to create or problem that I'm trying to solve isn't actually something that's the right fit for my business, staying up late, working hard on it, spending money on a coach to help me with it, isn't necessarily gonna fix it. Um, and it definitely has taught me to value the intention that I have in my business and the foundations that I create, as opposed to just the work that I put on top of that and the money and the resources that I use to make that happen. Um, I would really encourage you off the back of this episode to go and have a listen to my podcast episode, which was um, I think four or five episodes back where I talked about my experience of feeling like a failure within my business, not having any clients, not really knowing what direction I was going in and really spending a good couple of months laying the foundations of my business. Um, this is, it was definitely something that I should have done when I first jumped back into my business at the back end of last year. Um, but if you resonate with kind of where I was at when I failed to launch this online course, if you're kind of thinking, you know, desperately trying to copy what other people are doing or trying to, you know, notice what's working in other people's businesses so you can do the same. I'd really encourage you, make space for yourself to actually get your head out of the everyday, get your head out of the to-do list and the emails and create space to think about, you know, what do I want my business to look like? What do I want from my business? What would a business that's fulfilling feel like for me? How can I create products and services which are really relevant for the people that I wanna work with? As opposed to just come up with a service or a product or an offering, I kind of throw it out into the world and hope that it works. I've definitely learned that being more intentional with the kind of foundations that I build in my business has worked out a lot better for me. Um, and then the third thing that I've really learned from this failure, which I put in air quotes, because like I said, wasn't really a failure in the end, is that I did it the totally wrong way round. I didn't have an audience, but I just decided that I was gonna create a thing and hope that it was relevant for them. 
like I said at the start of this episode, even my way of creating content now is flipped on its head. I don't create content in the hope that it's gonna attract people or be relevant for the right people. I listen to my audience, I grow a community and see what conversations they're having, see what they're interested in and create and decide what I'm gonna talk about off the back of that. I've definitely found that in my business by creating and nurturing an audience first, and to be clear, that needs to be an audience that's relevant to your business, Um, By doing that first and then figuring out, you know, what are the needs of these people? What do they want to learn? What do they want to know? How best are they going to learn that? How best do they want to receive that expertise? The things that I've put out to the world has been so much better. Even if I give you the example of the Insta story thing, which if you don't know what it is, it's kind of a five week, um, I call it a challenge, but it's not called a challenge because I don't like calling things challenges. Um, it's a five week kind of free challenge, which helps people to use their Instagram stories efficiently and effectively. Now, this wasn't something that I really ever thought about doing before, but I noticed that a lot of people asked me questions about my Instagram stories. Lots of people wanted to know how to create stories like mine. Lots of people were saying, hey, your stories are really engaging and your stories are really fun. How do I do the same? Um, How do you show yourself? How do you feel so confident to doing that? So it wasn't actually that I created something in the hope that it was relevant for my audience. I was intuitive to what they were asking, what they were wanting, and I created something off the back of that. And obviously it's to be said here that it's important when you're going from it with that approach of, you know, being intuitive to your audience and creating off the back of their needs that you do still make sure that it's a right fit for you. Um, I, if I did absolutely everything people wanted to know from me, I probably wouldn't talk about marketing a lot because a lot of people want to know about the other sides of my business and the processes and the systems and the kind of administrative sides of what I do. And I'd love talking about that stuff, but the reality is that's not the best fit for my business because it doesn't help people to get steps closer to coaching with me. So it is worth kind of going through that two-step process. When you come up with something, whether it's a product or a service or a workshop or whatever, ask those two questions. Is this relevant for my audience and does this feel like a good fit for me? Because to me, the things that I found to be really successful in my business have ticked both of those boxes without a shadow of a doubt. And hey, I'm actually launching something at the start of 2019. And I'm pretty sure that will prove to you what a difference my business has made in a year. Because in the beginning of this year, I was still trying to market this course which is completely irrelevant and at the start of next year I'm launching something which feels so in line with my audience and has actually been created because of my audience's needs and my community's needs instead of just what I want to build or what I've seen each other people build and now I feel accountable that I need to actually launch that thing because I've just told you all but anyway that's kind of it to today's episode I just want to reiterate that you know your business best. I'm a big believer that as business owners, we are experts in our businesses and we know what's best. And if this episode has taught you anything, I hope it teaches you the importance of just giving everything space and time to figure out if it's a good fit for your business, if it's a good fit for your audience, and if it's something that you want to do. The big reason that I launched an online course was because I saw other people doing it and I thought it could be this really successful business model for me because it was for them. And yes, I'm not denying that courses can work for loads of people, but what I didn't do at all was consider whether it was the right fit for me, because if I had done that for even half an hour, I would have come to the conclusion that courses don't work for me or for my audience. So I just encourage you, give yourself that permission to know your business best, to have the last say in what is a good fit for your business and what isn't, and to just give yourself that permission to decide when you feel like something is a good fit and when you feel like something isn't. 
Um, there's definitely not a rule book in business and I've actually had a lot of fun this year defining my own rule book and figuring out how I want my business to look, what I want to create and creating really intuitively has actually been a lot more fun because the second I launch it I know that people want to buy it or join in or sign up to it because they've already talked to me about it. But anyway, as I said, do have a listen to the Letters from a Hopeful Creative episode after this because it was full of a lot of expertise. If you've listened to this and it has maybe made you think, I'm now terrified to launch an online course, please, please, please don't feel that. Go and listen to Jen and Sarah's episode because what they shared was really valuable. And I know that if I was still looking to launch an online course, I would have really benefited from hearing that. And actually, if I'd heard their podcast episode, last year, uh, it probably would have stopped me wasting that money on Facebook adverts and spending all that time writing that course because it, yeah, yeah, it would have helped me to listen to that. So go and have a listen. Um, But yeah, that's it for today's episode. I'll be back next week with a guest episode all about how we can redefine self-care for ourselves as business owners. It was a really fun conversation and I left it just being so, so excited about the different ways that I was going to start doing that for myself. So I'm really excited about that episode. It'll be out next Wednesday. So until then, see you then. I won't see you then because it's a podcast. Until then, I'll speak to you then. Goodbye. (laughs)